everybody. I'm Steve Huffman. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at The Vineyard. And welcome to the Team Vineyard podcast, where we're trying to help you love Jesus, grow together, and give back. And today, uh, I'm excited that we get to talk about one of my favorite topics is worship. We are going to spend some time today diving deep into uh, where we are as a church, with worship, some of our history and where we might be going and just get to talk about worship in general. And so I'm excited about today's uh, episode. And we have some uh, wonderful co-hosts. Is that what we're calling them? Co-hosts? Sure. sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maddie and Leah, both on staff. Uh, why don't you guys introduce yourself? Maddie, what do you do? What do you do? How long have you been at the Vineyard now? What are you doing at Grape Road? Fill us in. Yeah. So I'm Maddie. I am the assistant director of worship at the Grape Road campus. Um, I have been going to the Vineyard for a long time, <laughs> since 2009, and I'm Whoa. 23, so do the math there. It's been a long time, yeah. um, but I didn't really get plugged in until about two years ago, and so that's when my personal worship journey began. That's when the Lord captured my heart, yeah. and it's just been a trailblazing fire since then so it's yeah. been an exciting journey it's been a fun journey yeah. to watch yeah yeah that's good <laughs> leah you've been around the vineyard for a little while yes since it started i've been <laughs> around uh been on staff for seven years and i'm the director of worship ministries so that's me yeah so i, I want to go back because both of you have been around the vineyard for for some time i've been on staff for five been around the church seven or eight years and one of the reasons, one of the things that drew me uh, was worship. Uh, but I want to dig a little bit into the history of Vineyard Mishawaka worship, uh, where we've been, what our focus has been on, what you've noticed historically, not what we're focused on now, but what you've seen, what you've enjoyed, what you've heard. So talk a little bit about that uh, for you. What does that look like for you, Maddie? For me. So... Um... When I first started coming to the vineyard, the only thing that was attractive to me was worship um, because... That was it? The only thing? <laughs> well, I was a kid. Pastor I was... Mark, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Sorry, Pastor Mark. <laughs> I was like an 11 or 12-year-old, I think. Yeah. So I looking back, it was God, like highlighting things in my heart. But at the time, I was like, oh, it's the music. It's something about the music. But now I know. No, it was God using the worship leaders to uh, minister to me. Um, and as we've grown, it's just, it's gotten even bigger. Like yeah. just the the heart for worship here at the Vineyard. Yep. It's just changed and it's growing and it's awesome to be a part of. Yep, that's good. Leah, what have you noticed since the church's inception? Yeah, well, I just, I think through all the different leadership we've had and different leaders brought different things into worship. So when we started, Pastor Mark was leading worship, which is crazy. Um, we went through so many different leaders and everyone brought amazing things. I think when I stepped into director role, something we started working on was just taking away any aspect of performance and really trying to make it very authentic and real and know we're here for the Lord and to worship him. And we started trying to teach the congregation how to worship. And I feel like we got somewhere. The Lord took us somewhere. We had all these church plants happen and then we had to reteach the group that stayed here yeah. how to worship the Lord. Um, 
but it's always been good. And it's just every season that we've had, we've learned something new about who God is and about what he wants worship to look like. Yep. I don't know if that's helpful, but. It, it is. You brought something up that uh, I had to wrestle through when I started coming to the vineyard along my journey. And it it's sort of, if I really unpack it uh, I in my own brain, I had to figure this out with God. You, sometimes we use the language, oh, we're here to worship the Lord. And, and it should be obvious, right? It shouldn't it? Yes, mm-hmm. it should be obvious that we're doing that. But if I were completely honest, eight years ago, nine years ago, seven, eight years ago, when I when I got here, worship was so attractive to me. It lifted me, which is fine. Mm-hmm. It was about me. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting, at least my own personal journey of, okay, if I didn't like a worship song that weekend, it was not for me. It right. was, it's really for the Lord. Right. And so uh, that has been a journey for me the last uh, number of years is to really intentionally put my focus on we are worshiping someone. Right. And I think if I look at it from a director position and when I was leading the worship team as a team, actually, over the last seven or eight years, we've been digging into that. Like, no, we're not just playing these songs because they're fun. Yeah. We're not just singing because we are really good at singing. Like, so it's been a, that's been a journey that the worship team has been on. And that's led probably into the congregation's journey as well. Yeah. So. Do, do you think this is sort of a left field question that you may not have the answer for? because it's church in general, it's not just Vineyard Mishawaka or Grape Road. But probably uh, 10 or 15 years ago, there was a huge draw in larger churches to to create and experience easy songs, loud, big lights. Mm -hmm. And it seems as though the church at large has shifted away from creating an experience to trying to create an encounter with God. I don't know if that's the perfect way to put it. Does that does that, that make sense. sense? Do you see that happening? And, and talk more about that. Even at Grape Road at the smaller mm-hmm. location or at Jackson Road here, what you see along the journey of sort of worship history from really newcomer friendly to now we're trying to get you connected to the Lord. Can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah, I think... Well, I actually have three different like seasons, I think, because I think about way back when Vineyard Vineyard started, you know, and they actually started singing songs to God yeah. and it became like this close relationship. It's not a God that's far off. He's close with us. I think that was amazing. And then we shifted. Oops, I moved my mic. We shifted into a like, let's make the music very different and we wanted to be have great music which is amazing we should have great music and worship music Mm -hmm. and like things got a little more complicated and it's not as easy to sing the songs as soon as you hear them there it's just gotten a little more complex um and then from there you're right steve i feel like we're moving into a it's not as much about the songs it's not about as much about the music it's about the god that we're worshiping and yeah, we're not just here to listen to great music or sing along because it's fun. We're here because we want to meet with the Lord and focus on him because we love him. Yeah. Like we're looking for intimate moments with Jesus. I think that's what people are seeking. Yeah. yeah. I think, too, one of the things that we fall into is the consumer mentality. Oh, yeah. And um, a lot of people church shop. Yeah. So I think churches, there's almost a pressure to... Um, 
make people want to stay, like by our church, by our yeah. show, yeah. basically. So I think something that we're trying to do is no, like this is for God, yeah. and like we care about the people, but this is for God. Yeah. So. And it's easy to think when you uh, uh, when you hear that because you can say it. And everybody would be like, oh, yeah, it's always been all about God. <laughs> but I think there's an intentionality that has happened over the last six or seven or eight months, at least here at the Vineyard, because I know the history of what Leah has really tried to drive into herself <laughs> um, to, to take worship ministries in a specific direction. Can you talk a little bit about that, Leah? And then Maddie, as you've sort of really plugged in and done some great things here, What's that journey look like the last six or seven months? And how are we where we are at today? Yeah. So, um, yeah, the Lord took me on like an in-depth, like intense week of searching and seeking. And it started, I was listening to a worship teaching and they just made the comment that worship is for God. And in that moment, I felt conviction And I was just interested that I felt conviction because I knew that, like in my head, I knew that worship was for God. And so I started asking God a lot of questions and writing down what he told me and looked at scriptures. And I was like, so what is worship? What is worship? It's such a basic question. I remember this season you were wrestling through this. I remember meeting you and you were, you were literally wrestling through that question. Yeah, because I thought I knew what it was. And I think I did at some extent, but the Lord just brought fresh revelation because it's so easy, especially as a, it's not especially, as a worship leader, it's easy to get caught up in so many different things because you're focused on so many different things as a leader. And the Lord was like, worship is for me. Like the reason you're worshiping is not so that even people will get to know me. It's not, it's like for me. And so for me, I had this like moment where I was like, if we're going to call worship, worship, like at the vineyard, if we're going to worship, then we're going to worship God because it's for him. And it, it just sounds, yeah, it sounds super basic, but it was just the Lord revealing truth to me. And I begin to look at it differently. And now I lead differently and I'm trying to include the team, the worship team into it, and even the church. And we've yeah. tried to look at what does that look like practically. But it started just with this intense journey with the Lord. And I looked at scripture and asked him a lot of questions. And, and you, as you dove into that, you brought the team along. So it yeah. wasn't just a personal thing, but you grabbed the team and, and then I, Maddie plugged. So talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the last six months for you, Maddie. Yeah. So when Leah first introduced to me this journey, I got on board pretty quick because it, it, like you said, it seems so easy. Like, yes, worship is for God. But then once you like vocalize it and then make it, make it practical, then I'm like, yes, I can get behind that. So for me, what was like transformational was thanksgiving and praise. And then when you look at scripture, like it's in scripture, like enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness, that's so basic. Psalm 100, right? Yeah, that, Psalm yeah. 104. And it's like, oh, all I have to do is sing thank you and I'm doing it right and yeah. God shows up. And so, yeah, and now every time I read scripture, I'm like, wow, we can do that. We can do this. It's it's all right here. It's a blueprint. It's amazing. Yeah, that's really good. What, one of the things that I've appreciated at least watching the last six or seven months with you and the team is 
as you've explored and wrestled with the Lord, what worship really is, you've gone back to the biblical model. So mm-hmm. you, so it's not a, oh, this is Leah's opinion, or this is what right. Vineyard National Worship is doing. Mm-hmm. And so let's jump on that bandwagon. Really, you've anchored back into, no, let's go back to what the Bible says about worship, and let's reset some foundations and some pillars mm-hmm. into what we're doing. So out of that, what are some changes that you have uh, put in place either at Grape Road or put in place here at Jackson Road that people would notice or some of the things that maybe people wouldn't notice? Yeah, so I think some things that people would notice and Maddie touched on it is we're really trying to be intentional with starting worship in the context of a service off with thanksgiving and praise. Like we're here to thank the Lord. That's how we enter, like enter his gates. That's how we enter into his presence. And so if we're really seeking him and we're honoring him, that's the first step. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to be intentional uh, with that. And Maddie and I have done a study. We've done it with a couple other people about the tabernacle and the Old Testament and the process. Not that that's the end all be all, but we've right. just been looking into that. And out of thanksgiving and praise, we move into this surrender and we remember what Jesus did for us. And so as a leader, my hope is at the end of the worship set each weekend that we would be in this place of remembering who God is because we entered with a thankful heart and then surrendering ourselves to him. It's like when we realize who God is, it's super easy to give our lives to him and that's worship. So that's something that maybe you could tell from the outside looking in um, and something we've tried to be intentional with as leaders, which has been really hard for me actually personally. I realized that as a leader, when I got up on stage, my first thought was the congregation and how am I going to lead them to God? which isn't a bad approach, but we've tried a different approach recently where as a leader, I'm going to come in with thanksgiving and praise myself, worship the Lord first. And then when I encounter him, when I see him, I invite the congregation into that and say, this is who God is because I'm actually experiencing it, not just waiting to experience God until the whole church gets Mm -hmm. there. That's kind of hard to understand, but it's shifted my leadership a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, and you kind of touched on this, like there's, as a worship leader, sometimes there can be, or you think there's a pressure to carry the congregation with you. Mm -hmm. Um, The congregation is not our responsibility and, and it comes with breaking the barrier between like the worship team, the worship leader and the congregation into, well, we are all one, and we are all doing the same thing looking at Jesus. Yep. So. Yeah, that's good. One of the things that I've noticed in the last six months that, Leah, you've done differently, I think at Great Bird this happens as well, is uh, you're taking the worship team up to partner with the prayer team in the prayer room before mm-hmm. the worship happens. Yeah. And so people probably don't realize that. Right. But the worship team, before we start worship, goes up to the prayer room. Some of you listening might not realize we even have a prayer room, but there's a prayer room uh, at Jackson Road. And you're up there with a prayer team seeking the Lord. You're praying before you even start the worship set. Mm -hmm. And I think that's uh, provided this depth. Uh, and new new avenues that we're seeing at Jackson Road. So that's yeah, a lot of my interruptions, if I have an interruption during worship or a random thought 
it was birthed from the prayer room. Like the Lord put it on my heart then. And I thought maybe that's what the Lord is going to do during this service. What's awesome about the weekends is we have on, you know, we have several services at both locations and every service, the Lord does something new and different. And it's fun to follow him in that. Yeah, it's, I don't know if this is the right way to put it, but it's less mechanical. Yeah. There's a, there's a uh, relationship now that I feel like we've entered with the Lord where we are more sensitive. If the Lord wants to highlight something that I trust that Maddie at Grape Road or Leah or Zachariah at Grape Road or whoever's leading at, uh, at Jackson Road, there's a ability for them to step into what God's doing mm-hmm. in that service. And it might be way different than it was the service before that. Right. And we've seen that the last, especially the last month. Uh, that's been really good. So we've, We've stopped doing some things, at least mm-hmm. temporarily. Uh, one of them has been, if you've been around the vineyard for a while, uh, was Awaken. So we've put that on uh, the shelf. And in place, I don't even know if it's in place, but something new is prayer and worship sets. Yes. So can you sort of describe why we set the big worship nights sort of on the shelf? We've not eliminated them. Uh, but they're sort of on the shelf. And what is going on with prayer and worship sets? What are they? Why are we doing them? Are we going to do them going forward? That's a big question in itself. Yeah. Uh, part of the reason that we set aside awakens or worship nights for a season is because as the director, I realized that it was easy for us to fall into the performance mentality. And it was the consumer. Like it felt like we were putting on a show for people and that's not the reason why we started I think that's just how we gradually like the temptation we fell into and so we started with prayer and worship sets actually not even in place like it was just kind of a new thing we were doing um and yeah actually we started with prayer and worship sets because we felt like we wanted to partner prayer and worship together and we just wanted to meet with the lord like to focus Mm -hmm. on god only and love him first and from there i actually think that the lord started working in my heart because i realized that focusing just on him during these prayer and worship sets was so different than what i was doing on the weekends i think the lord was like i want more of that on the weekends and so Mm -hmm. it started that journey but yeah touch on yeah, I think when we plan things so much, we don't create a space for the Holy Spirit to be able to actually move. Right. Um, one of the things that we're learning, Leah and I, in this study that we've done, is that a worship setting is actually like the most fertile ground for the Spirit to move, for gifts to be used. And in these prayer and worship sets, like some of the time we're not even saying anything and there's just music playing. Yeah. and there's just space for the Lord to speak to people, for people to minister to other people in the congregation. So really, it's just we just stopped making plans so that the yeah. Holy Spirit can make plans. Really. Funny story. So we started these, uh, was it December? Yeah, we start- quietly in December. Yeah, so in, uh, we didn't announce it to anybody. And I can remember the internal discussions were, no one's going to come to these. We're not going to invite mm-hmm. anybody. We're just going to get in a room. And we and we did it in the chapel mm-hmm. uh, at Jackson Road. And then we went to Grape Road. We let no one know. 
right. that we were doing these. And we were trying to figure it out, like, what does this look like? And I remember at the beginning, like first or second one, we would come and uh, the worship leader would bring like eight songs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like, and we, because that's what we were used to doing. You had mm-hmm. to, you had to fill the time. Right. So to do that was, and how, what are we doing now? What does what a worship we, set look like now? Yeah, we come with one Max two, like we've put a cap. You can only come with two songs. So in an hour and a half, an hour and a half, you come with two songs. Yes, if that. I was even thinking for this next one we're doing, I might not come with any, Um, because what we've learned is we trapped ourselves in Mm -hmm. the songs, and we were still leading. The Holy Spirit wasn't leading. God wasn't leading. I think something we've learned in these prayer and worship sets is the Lord is the Lord. Mm -hmm. And if we really want to encounter him, we have to surrender what we want or our plans. And he has to have the freedom to be the Lord in our lives personally and in that moment. And the Holy Spirit can do a way better job than we can. Yeah. Which is uh, if you're used to a worship night or you're used to awakens is way different because normally mm-hmm. you're used to words on the screen or a song sheet so you can follow along. And if you go to a prayer and worship set, the intent is for you to get connected with the Lord. Yeah. And so we don't even provide song. Do we provide song sheets? Have we? I don't know if we have or not. Uh, we. It depends. But there's no words on the <laughs> there's screen, no words right? On the screen. And uh, even if there were song sheets to l- sing uh every single time you're off doing another song that's not on the sheet because you're trying to find Mm -hmm. what the lord is doing so what would someone expect Mm -hmm. if they walked like because i i think just by the very nature of we called them prayer and worship sets people have no idea what they are so Mm -hmm. what what would they expect who do you want to come to those yeah anyone i want everyone (laughs) to come but um What could you expect? When you walk in, there's going to be a small team. Right now we have a small team of people. We have typically a keys player, an acoustic player, a couple worship leaders, and we have a prayer leader. And what happens is we start with a chorus or something, and we just all sing, and we bounce back and forth between praying and uh, worshiping the Lord. We start our sets off with thanksgiving and praise like we have been doing on the weekends. The hope is that then the Lord will begin to author faith because he is the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. He'll author faith in who he is, like a specific quality, a specific aspect of who he is. So it could be his goodness. And then we will focus our attention on worshiping him for that one thing. And then out of that, oftentimes the Lord leads us into intercession, which means we just get to pray what's on his heart. It says that Jesus is interceding for us, so we just get to partner with what he is doing. So it's a very laid back environment. There's a lot of space. You have the freedom to bring your Bible and read your own scripture. Like you can bring your journal. You can just sit and soak. You can sing along. There's a lot of freedom. Yeah. And it's there's no rush. There's no hurry. Like we're just there to seek the Lord and focus on him only. Yeah. No, that's mm-hmm. that's helpful. Anything to add, Maddie? Yeah. So for me personally, before I was on the worship team, I would go to Awakens And even when I was on the worship team, I still went to the Awakens. And I went with an expectation that there was going to be hype and it was going to be exciting and I was going to be a part of something really great. And sometimes I would even look at the songs before because I had the app and I was like, oh, they're doing this new song. I'm so excited. And 
there was no, I mean, Jesus can still move no matter what, sure. but I went in with an expectation. So I think with prayer sets, like when we first started doing the prayer sets, I went in as a spectator and not a spectator, participant. <laughs> and I had no idea what to expect. And then the Lord did amazing things for me. So really, I don't know what to expect. And you probably mm-hmm. don't know what to expect, right. but expect that the Lord is going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've uh, personally enjoyed them because they're, I've learned to enjoy them because there's no expectation. Mm-hmm. And it's the focus is more on my relationship with God in the moment yeah. for that hour or hour and a half. And I may walk out with just, oh, I'm more peaceful and I didn't hear really hear anything. Uh, uh, or I've gotten some really good nuggets from God or, mm-hmm. or that he's highlighted some scripture that like, oh, that is so what I needed to hear for today. And so I've really uh, come to enjoy them. Uh, and what do you see going forward? So it, so we learned about the history, sort of where we're at, what we're doing now. If you were to think about going forward in worship ministries, and then I have a final question after that one. What do you see us doing in the next six months or a year? Yeah, so I feel like we've been learning how to enter in with thanksgiving and praise and we've been learning how to put a greater focus on the lord so that's going to continue through worship what i feel like the lord is calling us into is a deeper intimacy with him like a closeness with him and i think we're going to see we're going to experience more encounters with the lord like i feel like i've noticed even when we were talking about how different things happen during different services i think the lord's just going to show up more in worship because we are making him lord in the room and we are enthroning him Mm -hmm. on our praise and so i just think he's drawing us into a deeper intimacy with him and i guess i don't know if this is in the question or not but the call I feel like is we've been learning, Maddie and I and a group of individuals, we've been learning about how we are priests, which is sounds weird and super biblical and like, what is that? But it's in Revelation 510, it says that Jesus made us to be a kingdom of priests to serve him. And so we've been learning about what what does that mean? Like it's really we're called a royal priesthood. Right. So what does that mean? And in the Old Testament, there were priests and uh, they were called to carry the presence of the Lord. In that time, it was carrying the Ark of the Covenant. So carry the presence of the Lord, bless people. So serve people, minister to people, love people, but also minister to the Lord and love the Lord. And that's our identity. And it's not just my identity. It's not just Maddie's identity as worship people. Like it's everyone that has a relationship with the Lord. That's what he's calling you into. And my hope is as we leak this out and more teaching and just more opportunities to press in, that we would become as a church, a royal priesthood, recognizing that that's our identity. And so as leaders, it's just unifying. Like Mm -hmm. as leaders in worship, we we can hear the Lord and we can lead you into the, like do our best to lead you into the presence. But like you are called to like, everyone is called to connect with the Lord and minister to him and love people. And like, that's what he's called us to. So it's more of an empowerment. Yeah. Like everyone's voice is important. The Lord is looking for you to worship him, not just me. Like, I don't know if that makes sense at all, but it is leading us into a greater knowledge of who we are in Jesus and what that means. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to say unity as well. I think it's just something that the Lord for our church, for the Church of America, is like we are going to be unified. And yeah. in that, we're all going to step into our identity um, as priests. Um, but one of the things that I think we are going to grow into is, like Leah said, um, intimacy. So our private time, yeah. like an immature Christian in the congregation, like they will become a priest as well, not just the leaders of the church. So I think that like ministering to the Lord's heart in your private time is going to become a bigger deal to everyone. Hopefully that's the hope, right? Yeah. Like we're not just coming to consume. Right. When we come together, we are the church. Like we're here for God. Like what is, mm-hmm. the, so what is God going to do in your heart? And like, it's not just to come and receive. It's what are you going to do to be the church? What are you going to do to love the Lord? Mm-hmm. That's really good. So if, if I were listening to this podcast, I would rewind like the last five minutes and listen to it like seven times <laughs> because there was so much good stuff in there from identity to role to what's my purpose uh, as a Christian. Like there's a foundational purpose to become a disciple, to become a priest. And so many of those things, uh, we uh, people just don't understand. I'm still trying to figure it out. Right. I know you guys are still yeah. trying to figure it out. And, but it, it is incredibly powerful. So um, here's the last question. Are you ready for it? Yeah. You sure? <laughs> I was. <laughs> so, <laughs> so none of these questions you knew what I was going to ask. But this last question is... Um, if you could speak to the hundreds of Team Vineyard members, other people who are listening to this podcast, and you could tell them, you could like pray over them one thing or wish one thing, what would it be? I'm like already emotional. <laughs> I'm like tearing up because I believe that the Lord is calling all of us into a deeper intimacy with Him. Like the amazing thing about God is He... Uh, He wants to be known by us and he wants to know us. And I think it's really easy for us to get caught up in just doing things for the Lord. But something that he shifted in my heart is, no, I want you just to love me. Like I want to be in relationship with you. And that goes way beyond the weekend, like the weekend services, 20 minutes of worship. And so... I don't even remember what the question was, but what I <laughs> what I would say is that the Lord wants to know you. He want whoever's yeah. listening, the Lord wants to know you and he wants you to know him and it's amazing that we have access to a God mm-hmm. like that. Like that's the God that we love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So funny every little thing I think Leah says. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Um I was going to say the accessibility of God like Jesus is the gate. Like when we talk about enter his gates with Thanksgiving, like Jesus is the gate. Mm -hmm. And I just think of Hebrews 12, um, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, scorned the cross, scorning at shame, you know, the verse. Like for the joy set before him was you. Like whoever is listening to this, it's you. You are the joy set before him. So... Like the cross is just the most beautiful. I'm going to get emotional too. (laughs) The cross, like it's, God is so accessible and he wants you so bad. So please, please 
meet him. Yeah. The, uh, here's here's my wish. If I could speak over, my wish is the is the same thing. It's the intimacy, but it's to join in in the community. Something is happening with the worship team that is different than it has ever been, and something is happening. Uh, with the small community that's really joining in, raising their hand, going to prayer and worship sets, joining the worship team. There's a community that is starting to say, I want an encounter with the Lord more than I want an experience that's created. Mm -hmm. And so my my hope, my wish is, is we continue to seek his heart that there will be a community that continues to gather around the presence of the Lord because that's when the best things happen. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. my, so with that, yeah, we're going to, we're going to wrap up the podcast. Uh, probably one of my favorite podcasts to date at the vineyard. So <laughs> listen to this podcast 50 times, share it uh, because I think it was uh, a good peek behind the scenes of what we're trying to seek the Lord for. Uh, So thanks for joining today, the Team Vineyard Podcast, and we will see you this weekend. Thanks, everybody.